like clouds retreating from the sun until a thick ring of night edged my familiar pale emerald irises. I blinked, and even the ring of darkness was gone. Gone. I exhaled to slow my breathing, in through the nose, out through the mouth. I was fine until I swallowed. The taste of wintergreen and leather rolled down the back of my throat. My father's sense, in my mouth, in me. He wasn't gone, not at all. He was still there somewhere, a moth-wing flutter, soft and fast, behind my eyes. I had thought that flutter was just another side effect from all the magic I'd used lately, another price to pay for trying to save those kidnapped girls and trying to save Anthony. Bloody memories came to me unbidden. The warehouse with the abducted girls tied down by knotted spells. The kid, Anthony, broken and bloody on the floor. My friend Pike's mutilated face, his remaining eye fever-bright as he held my hand and made me promise, made me swear to look after the ragtag group of hounds he called family. Just like he called me family. And my father's corpse. I pushed that memory away. The girls were dead or returned to their families. Anthony was back with his mom, or maybe in juvie, I wasn't sure. Pike was gone. Dead just like my father should be. My hands had been under the rush of cold water for so long they'd gone numb. I pulled them out of the water, fumbled the vase and rose I'd been holding. The vase clattered into the sink. I turned off the water and scrubbed my forehead with cold, wet fingers, trying to stop the flutter in my skull. We didn't like each other when you were alive, I muttered to my father. You think living in my head is going to change that? Find the discs my father said from the far side of my head. I resisted the urge to pour mouthwash in my brain. Forget the damn discs. You're dead. Violet said the police are looking for the discs, and I don't want you in my head. Go away. The flutter scurried off to the back of my brain, so far from my conscious thought that I couldn't feel it anymore. And there it was, the official least comforting thing that had happened all day. Dad was not only in my head— but he could speak to me, understand me, and hide from me. How fabulous was that? The only bright side? My father, the most powerful magic user I'd ever known, had actually done something I'd ask him to do, which was a first. But the thought of him curling up cozy in my brain made me want to stab a hot spork through my head. Since I didn't have a spork handy, I leaned over the sink and scooped up a palmful of cold water and pressed it against my face. There had to be a better option than a violent sporking. There had to be a way to get rid of my dad. Think, Allie. There has to be someone who can figure this out. I was going to see Maeve Flynn tomorrow so she could start teaching me the things about magic the authority didn't like regular people to know about. Secret things— like there was a secret group of magic users, the authority, who ran their own kind of justice in this city and went around deciding who would and wouldn't be allowed to use magic. Secret things my father had been involved with, including the discs that made magic portable and nearly painless. Dad had been a part of the authority, and he had been killed because there was some sort of magical war brewing among them. And Xavian, who was most definitely a part of the authority, had lobbied to get me admitted into the group for training with Maeve. I wasn't convinced it was the best option, 
But since my choice had been join or have all my memories of how to use magic taken away from me, I'd joined. Being possessed by a dead relative sounded like something right up Maeve's alley. Okay, so I'd talk to her about it and see what she could do. Now I just needed to get through my date with Xavier Jones. I so did not want my dad in my head on my first real date with the man I was pretty sure I might love. Maybe I should cancel. Xavier didn't carry a cell, and I didn't know his home number. That's the problem with dating a secret magic assassin. A closer? You don't call them. They call you. So, the date was on. I'd tell Xavier I had a chaperone. Maybe he could help me figure it out. Step one. Shower. Would my dad feel me naked? Don't think about that. Step two. Dress. Would my dad see me naked? Really don't think about that. And